Welcome to Moments with Deru podcast, season five, and I'm your host, Modoni. This is a space to inspire, encourage, and uplift you. You can join our community by visiting www.momentswithndero.com. Throughout this season, there will be a combination of solo and interview episodes where different thoughts will be shared, and I hope you'll grab a hold of one or two words and apply them into your lives. With that said, let's dive in. Today's guest leads a mission to help 1 million African entrepreneurs build a strong brand through an online platform, Workspace Global, Sydney and his team have built the go-to brand services marketplace that connects hundreds of African businesses to remote creative talent across the continent. Workspace aims to create millions of remote work opportunities to curb Africa's growing unemployment gap. He also drives brand marketing in emerging markets for global organizations. He has served as a marketing director at African leadership groups, The Room, in partnership with MasterCard, leading communications for various campaigns, including The Pathway with President Kagame, ALX Africa, and building a million-person community of Africa's top job-ready talent. Welcome onto the show, Sydney. Thank you so, so much. It's so great to be here. It's an honor. What's the one thing that you're learning about yourself during this post-pandemic period? Wow. Okay. Um, so I have, I've been very reflective across my life. Um, but I think during the pandemic and post-pandemic, um, I've really learned to hear my thoughts a bit better and um, to feel what I feel. Because um, for a lot of us out there, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are also very high achievers. And you're constantly moving forward and pushing forward and working hard. And sometimes you, you kind of ignore or um, push away your feelings because sometimes they can be inconvenient. It's like there's no place for them in this moment right now. But the one thing that I've really um, been able to master is to hear my thoughts and to feel my feelings and to just give it as much attention as I would to regular work or the relationships that I have in my life. That is so encouraging because most people shy away from feeling their feelings. And as you said, it's so important to get into yeah. that space where you sit with your feelings and just get to understand what it's all about, basically why you're feeling how you're feeling. So how would you encourage someone yeah. to sit with their feelings and to not shy away from them? Um, the first thing is to, similar to a notification on your um, to be able to identify when it's happening. Um, so it, it, it could differ in, in, for different people. Some people may have a feeling in their tummy. Some people may freeze. Some people may feel a sense of anxiety or a sense of joy. But, but usually, because we are not looking out for those notifications, we ignore those, okay? So the first thing is just to understand how those feelings are communicated to you. Um, you know, and, and just, just get to know your cues, okay? 
um, if you can and you are, you're, you're that intentional, you can write them down, you know, so that, okay, today um, I, I, I felt happy and happiness came through by, I was smiling a lot, I was laughing a lot, and I felt very, my shoulders felt very light. That is a notification that you can, you know, take notice of. Um, I spent about a month um, writing what, doing what I call micro journaling, which is, I, I'm not serious enough to um, have a full on journal, but I have a notepad on my phone that I would put two or three bullet points in a day and just try and ask myself, did I feel anything today, right? And, and I put those things down. And over time, when you go through them, you then realize, okay, I can see the trend. I can see what happens when. I can, I can, I can see even sometimes what triggers certain things. But it's just really important for you to catch or understand how your body or your, your, your being communicates that. That is so enlightening. So listeners, you know, most of us say, oh gosh, I'm not a journaler, but just three bullet points, as Sydney has said, will just help you figure out the trends or the areas of your life that you're overlooking. So Sydney, you're a renowned leader in Africa's brand marketing space. How did you get to this point and what challenges have you overcome? Right. So that's quite interesting because uh, my story starts probably a, a bit more than 10 years ago, where um, in the university, I, I struggled a bit with uh, choice and I was a bit uncertain about making a decision that would um, kind of determine the entire course of my life. So I chose a course um, business development, um, business, business management, because you didn't have to major so quickly in the, in the first year. Now that led to a very keen interest in creating things and kind of getting people to pay for a service or pay for something. So um, we, my roommate and I at the time, um, took some time to just see if there were any gaps on campus. And um, that led to us creating a platform that was building talent, stand-up comedy, live music, and spoken word talent in the university. So we, this would manifest as concerts, um, that we would do across the country because then I wrote, okay, this is something that I could do. Um, this is very interesting. This, this was rewarding in so many different ways, but it wasn't making any money um, or it, it wasn't sustainable. So in order to save money and to, um, you know, just try and keep it afloat, I started to learn and ask questions. Okay, what could I do to be able to partner with corporate sponsors and gain support um, for this business? It was called Moonlight Cafe at the time. And the information that I gathered was that we did not position ourselves well enough as a brand to be able to connect with larger corporates, you know, um, get financial support, et cetera, et cetera. So though Moonlight Cafe, the first business tanked, it, 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 it went bust after a few years, I still had that desire to understand this concept of branding. And um, I started off as a, 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 a I even started doing freelance design um, because I learned to design myself to help my cafe, but then you use those skills to help entrepreneurs, other student entrepreneurs at the time. So this just, as you can see, the story just generally um, or, or very naturally leads on from one point to another, where first I was a freelancer at a point, understanding that, okay, I have a skill, I'm, I am creative talent, but I don't know where to find opportunities or I needed help you know, getting access to that. But also I was an entrepreneur and I understood how much support and how impactful 
branding would um, contribute to my journey. And that's what led me to setting up um, my agency, um, which is called Workspace Global. It grew significantly working with entrepreneurs and um, corporates across um, the, the world. And then it's led now to the platform that I have built and the tech platform that is um, helping talent freelancers like myself in the beginning and entrepreneurs like myself in the beginning to connect and create values for each other. In terms of challenges, there has been a lot of identity crises, um, you know, across this journey because at, in certain cases, as I told you, I was not completely sure what I wanted to do with my life and my career in the beginning. So I jumped onto an idea and sometimes you're not fully sure that this is what you, you are intended or you're supposed to be doing for the rest of your life. As I was building my business, some people would push you into becoming an advertising agency. Um, some people would push you into going into entertainment. And I got swayed up and down, which often caused me to make a lot of mistakes, get into bed with the wrong people, make, you know, like it, it, it was quite a, 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 a challenging um, experience. But I, I guess all those lessons come together to make to make me who I am, to help me make choices I did to lead me to this point. And I think it's also played, made me a bit of an authority to be able to speak to other entrepreneurs, speak to other creators, and just generally professionals who are trying to make impact in the world. Because there is a lot of pressure. There's a lot of people who are affecting your choices. There's a lot of, of things you're not even sure about. But it all just comes together to build you into who you are today. And to build upon that, you know, as you said, there's so much pressure from people's opinions, people telling you which road to go down on. So then how does someone become grounded in their choices, regardless of the pressure around them and the different opinions? So I'll take this in two or three um, points. Um, number one, we spoke at the beginning of this conversation to be able to listen to yourself and pay attention to your feelings. Usually, you, if you are honest with yourself, you're, you're being, um, your spirit, your soul would communicate with you as to the things that are feeding it and the things that are starving it, okay? So that's the first thing. You are, especially as a young person, it's good to try out different things in your life. I encourage it. I, most people say you have to kiss many frogs. I encourage that people make a lot of mistakes they break things because that's the only way you are exposed to certain things to be able to give yourself the opportunity to say, ooh, I like this or ooh, I do not like this. Okay, so the first thing is really be able to build that muscle, build that skill to pay attention to how you feel in different circumstances. And then the second thing is to build the muscle and the strength to make hard choices and to remind yourself that you have that freedom to make those choices. A lot of people make choices, but they don't always feel free to make those choices. And um, so in certain cases, people stay in circumstances that um, are not helpful to them, okay? So the first thing is to be able to listen and ensure that you're able to pay attention and gather the right information. The second thing is the strength the discipline to be able to take the choices that are good for you. And also probably take accountability for bad choices that you make as well, okay? Because with, with accountability then also comes um, just an increased sense of ownership 
and you know you are also more encouraged and more motivated to take the trip to to make more choices in the future and to make informed decisions you start to trust yourself you know and you realize that one two three four five ten fifteen twenty decisions later you're almost exactly where you want to be in your life so those are the two things that i would encourage you know anyone who is on this journey as well i like it you know we we don't like being accountable accountable when we make bad choices or the wrong choices we want to point the finger and blame someone else so how do you support young entrepreneurs in this continent where because of the unemployment gap it can be easy to point the finger and say it's the government that's the one that's causing me not to have a job or it's the economy that's making my business not grow how do you help them to be accountable even if Yes, these issues are pertinent in their day-to-day yeah. lives. Um, so I'll start with giving a bit of context. Um, Africa generally is a originated from a very communal setting. Um, so, and the power of the communal setting of the community is that every individual matters. Okay, and and it's the decisions of a number of individuals that can either make a community better or make a community worse because everything is connected. In that vein, I believe that entrepreneurs and creatives are some of the biggest influencers for the African community, okay? As much as the government has a big role to play, economies have a big role to play, I feel like the best um, or or one of the greatest uh, um, sets of influences that we have are people who can make money themselves pursue their own interests, help other people and solve problems for Africa. And that's why I believe in entrepreneurs and in creatives. Creatives are telling stories, creatives are creating and building things. Entrepreneurs are creating sustainable systems to solve problems, okay? So that's just some context as to how to think about this. Now, for me personally, I start, I invest a lot in the empowerment and the um, equipping people with the tools that they need to make these decisions themselves. So aside what I do with Workspace Global, which is my branding platform, um, I also run a social enterprise called Open Space, which is conversations for living better and making change in Africa. So we do these conversations for free, um, sometimes online or in various cities. And this has been able to build a lot of mindsets, giving people the tools to be able to start businesses, to improve their workplaces, improve their communities and solve problems in society. So that's the first thing. I always start with mindset and empowerment. The second thing that I'm doing is investing in training, okay? Um, Training and learning experiences. So currently I also work with the Africa Leadership Group, which where we build, we've built an amazing training experience called ALX. Um, And there we're we're taking a lot, thousands of African talent into the learning experience on a sponsored basis, so they don't have to incur incur any costs. And this is all um, available online to be able to equip them with the skills they need to also make change and and live, um, execute a rewarding career in their lives. Then lastly is what I do with Workspace, which is the bridge between the two, connecting the talent that we're we're, we're empowering and creating to the entrepreneurs that are, are motivated that have been building mindsets 
to be able to create those sustainable change, the change we seek in Africa. We connect them together, they're able to create value for themselves and workspace manages the relationship between the two because we understand that entrepreneurs are very busy. So building a brand or building your, your, your market positioning to be able to compete on the global market can take a lot of work. So we are saying outsource it to us through our platform for a very affordable rate and um, using um, connecting you to that creative talent would be able to help you build your business from wherever you are on the continent, technically wherever you are in the world. And then for the creative talent, they now have access to remote work opportunities. They make money, they're able to build great things and are able to also take care of their households, whether they are, you know, it's, and it's very inclusive because you could be disabled, you could be, you know, you could, you, you could pr probably not even speak uh, a mainstream language, but you know, you, as long as you have a computer and you have a skill, you're able to get employed and you're able to do work. So the, this is my little ecosystem. I know it sounds a bit complicated, but it all comes together to be able to help people create change, help people do better, help people help Africa. There are two words that stood out for me as you spoke, mindset and empowerment. And I agree with you. Once you change someone's mindset, you empower them to make better choices. You empower them to um, plug into spaces in their ecosystem and to um, improve their lives. So with that said, where do you see entrepreneurship in the next few years in the African continent? And also how does an African entrepreneur in the future interact with the global market? Um, so entrepreneurship is taking over um, quite significantly. Um, they're saying Africa records the, one of the highest numbers of um, SMEs and small businesses in the world. Um, even though some of them may be in the informal sector, it just shows that Africa is a very entrepreneurial um, continent. Um, so I just envision that entrepreneurship is going to be, the, the potential of entrepreneurship is going to be harnessed more and more. Because now, in the beginning, a lot of entrepreneurs had to start on their own without a lot of capital, without a lot of support. But today, similar to me, there's a lot of initiatives out there that are supporting entrepreneurs as much as possible to be able to actually see and realize their full potential. So in five years, we're going to see better entrepreneurs. We're going to see um, um, people making a much larger scale change. We're going to see technology, you know, boosting access in a way that we've never imagined. We've seen how web three um, is, 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 is growing in terms of NFTs, in terms of crypto. There's so many things that are happening that just allow and give access to an entrepreneur who has an idea today, is able to put a few things together and able to create value to somebody across the world. I believe that, you know, as an entrepreneur, you can start small and start in your community um, to be able to just solve a problem at a price that people are willing to pay for, okay? And take the time to learn about how that works. Because the fact that you're able to do it through an Instagram account or that, you know, um, you know, in your backyard doesn't necessarily mean you're a professional and you know everything about it. So I say people should take the step, but they should also take the time to learn about it and use the right tools and ask for help. Okay. But now you don't need your customers to be immediately around you. You can also invest in digital um, methods of delivering value to people around the world. And that is a great way to even get access to foreign currency, you know, 
and just tap into opportunities that we probably never had 20 years ago. So I just feel like people need to open their minds. People need to take those steps. Um, people need to learn, you know, learn, invest, and ask for help. And I believe that is definitely the key to taking entrepreneurship to the next level in Africa. If your younger self was seated across you right now, what would you tell him? Wow, that's a, a heavy, <laughs> a heavy question. <laughs> um, my younger self was oblivious to the fact that um, he suffered from anxiety. And um, it, it's taken many, many, many years for me to identify that word. You know, I, I didn't even know how to, to quantify it. So I'll just give a bit of context um, since we're opening up and we're sharing on this platform. Um, I considered myself to be a very intelligent person. Um, I'm a problem solver. I like to solve problems before they go wrong. So I found myself taking a lot of decisions that were out of, and I didn't know this until now, were out of fear, okay? Gravitating to things that were more secure, um, you know, avoiding situations that I didn't feel comfortable in. And I always thought it was because I was, uh, if the word is pragmatic, I always thought it was because I was forward thinking. But now I realized that um, I had shaped my life around a lot of, especially a fear of failure, okay, and a fear of just not being able to amount to anything. So if there's anything I could say to my younger self, I would just say, everything you're doing is okay. Um, be patient with yourself. Acknowledge and be careful about why you are making certain decisions, because a lot of decisions driven out of fear and confusion, I always believe, are not from God. Um, so it's important to just take your time and understand why you're doing certain things and not to be afraid because it's, it's interesting. Life always works out in a, in a funny way. Maybe you may not always get the million dollars or the, um, you know, what people assume is a successful life. But if you are taking account for the decisions that you're making and you feel genuinely free, you realize that naturally you gravitate towards a more fulfilling life. And so I would just tell my younger self to take it easy, um, to acknowledge the fact that you struggle from anxiety, to try and take decisions that are not driven by anxiety, and just be hopeful and positive about how everything would turn out. Because I think I like the life that I have right now. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for your transparency. So as a leader, does faith play a role in your day-to-day -day living and in your choices? Significantly, it does. Um, I'm, I'm Christian. Um, I believe very strongly in God. Um, and it's, it's, it's even, um, it's, it's amplified a lot more as I have grown older um, in the sense that um, I believe we are being taken care of. I believe we're being guided. Um, and therefore, I'm able to use, um, I, I, I take a lot of decisions based on faith as well. In my interactions with people, I pray about my interactions with them to kind of assess, you know, where their spirits are and where, 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 like, you know, just if they're going to be good people, if they're not going to be good people. Um, sometimes in certain decisions, some decisions almost take 100% of all our finances. And I can, I just by faith, I go like, okay, you know, Lord, if this is what you want me to do, 
um, please just go ahead and bless this. Um, if it's not, I um, just guide us towards, you know, the way that we should go. And being able to take decisions based on faith have really changed the way um, I do business. Because you are able to make big, bold moves. You're able to be okay with slow periods a bit better. For example, COVID. A lot of businesses shut down during COVID. But by faith, I knew even though business was tough, it was going to be okay. And it's, it's, it's just found, it's made me a calmer, more grounded leader. Um, I'm very inclusive in terms of the people that I hire. I hire people from all religions. I don't, I don't discriminate based on that. But I realized that people gravitate to uh, spiritual leadership in, in a way. And I found that I've changed and impacted a lot of people who've worked with me even my clients, um, you know, just by bringing faith into um, the business sphere. So I've really enjoyed, and uh, it's something that I'm always going to stand by, that faith plays a huge role, and it's something that I'll never depart from. That is so powerful. Thank you for sharing that. So we're going to be entering a round of random questions. So whatever comes to mind, don't overthink it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So how can you tell that someone has a sense of humor? Wow. <laughs> um, the first thing that comes into my mind is that they use emojis a lot. Um, yeah, I don't, I, that's, that's just what comes to my mind. Um, yeah. <laughs> no worries. If you could interview a famous person, who would you choose? Um, Tom Hardy. Um, the, the guy who played the character Bane in Batman. Yeah. Yes, yes. Let me tell you, the moment that you see it, Tom Hardy, that is the first character that came to mind. Um, <laughs> Bane, and then the next one is him playing in Venom. It's a good choice. Venom, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. If you could name a song, your own song, what would you name it? This is hard. Can I? Can I name a book? <laughs> feel free just make sure it's not someone yeah, else's if, title <laughs> no 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 um so so if i if i could name a book it would be called um a hundred units of self a um, hundred units of self of self self yes because i believe self is a finite resource and i think it's going to be a very interesting conversation to write about you know so yeah so have you written that title somewhere and you're going to purpose to write that yes. book Yes, yes, hopefully one day, if I'm, I'm serious enough, yes. The fact that you've said it out loud, it shall happen. <laughs> yeah. What were the highlights of your childhood? Um, we, I spent my childhood a lot with my younger brother, Lyndon, um, and we, we had a raging um, imagination. And that's something that I, I really enjoyed, um, that we were really allowed to think and dream and build castles in the sky and um, imagine that Pokemon were real. And um, yeah, it, it, was, it was just fantastic. So I, I really, we, 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 we even wrote books. We acted out small plays. We drew cartoons, did graffiti. It was, it was, it was very interesting. Um, so my, my main highlight as a child is that I had a very wild and raging imagination. Yeah. Fantastic. So as we wind up this conversation, is there anything else that you still want to share with the listeners that you haven't shared yet? Um, 
So, I, I mean, the, the point of everything that we've talked about today is um, I always try to help people find their path to joy and fulfillment. And um, whether it's in work, whether it's in your married life or your family. So what I would say is that you, you deserve to find joy and fulfillment. And the fact that you deserve it means you're entitled to it. And so it's important to live your life seeking those things out at every point in time. Now, knowing that as context, it's important that you make the right choices. And it's important that you remember that you have the freedom to choose. Because when you forget that you have that freedom, it's what causes, you know, all the things, depression, it's what causes anxiety, all those, all those things that don't feed our our life of joy and fulfillment. So just remember you have the freedom to choose. Remember that you deserve to find joy and therefore you are entitled, you're almost mandated, you're supposed to seek it out. Um, and that's just what I think everyone deserves. So yeah. I want to appreciate you, Sydney, for coming onto the show. Thank you so much. Thank you too. Thank you too. I think we should do this a lot more. Um, I, I really hope we get to connect some more, especially with your listeners. It's, it's very easy to find me um, anywhere, Sydney Scott Sam, um, on LinkedIn or Google. You can find me anywhere. And I'd really just be happy to talk more and share more insights. And thank you so, so much for having me on this platform. Great. So dear listeners, I hope you picked one or two words that you can hold on to and make sure that you apply them into your lives. And for me, one thing that stands out is you have the freedom to choose. So until the next episode, stay safe and continue being brave. Mm -hmm.